2: Find that on the radio You'll turn to that station
0: what time is This is the Bob and Jeff Show Starring Jeff Lutz
3: We should be in the moment But also, it's good to have something to look forward to
2: Oh, that's true
3: In Jason Duda Yeah, it doesn't mean that anything's wrong or anything like that It's just that you're you're looking forward to something Lesson one, lose the goatee Lesson two, get a suit.
0: 97.5 in 1240
3: KFH. It's showtime, baby. You go wacko,
0: bananas, nuts, crazy, unbelievable.
1: Welcome back. Our number two of Bob and Jeff today. Bob is out today. What's his status for tomorrow? Do you know that? Are you asking
3: me? I'm like asking I you. not know. Well, you know the days you, <clears throat> you are doing the show. Well, I told him that I would do yesterday when he called then he asked if i would do today because he's obviously busy Yes, and i busy. told him tomorrow if need be with everything that he's got going on i'm available so if he needs me to come in then i'll come in and then friday we're supposed to do the show yeah i might be here the rest of the week i don't know all right well, whatever you guys tell me I told the more my barrier in my told opinion him i was free this week especially with everything going on i'm more than happy to help out and come here and chat with you for a while, and so yeah we'll see if and I have, he, he might not know until tomorrow, and that's fine. If I have something
1: going on like mm-hmm. next week, would you be free? Not for you next all week those no, days. not
3: not if, not if it's just you just want a day off. I didn't say that I oh, say I'm if, just saying if I have something going on, if you had something pressing and I was able to do it, of course well, I appreciate that. absolutely. I don't have anything
1: pressing as of now. I'm going to knock on wood, just knock. Uh, Knock, I knock. I don't want any problems. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I just want to live my life and uh, get through it. Sail along. Fair enough. Shockers, tonight. By the way, this is going to be a little shorter of a segment than you well, might be accustomed to. Let's be honest.
3: Everybody's waiting to hear about, from David Robinson. David Jackie Robinson. Jackie Robinson's son. Jackie Robinson's I, son. I am looking forward to it. Like I'd like to just zip past this next 12 minutes or so, yeah, just get to get you. to the interview. Because I, I, I want to hear from him. I want to hear what he has to say. As You've already heard it. Yeah, but it's different when you're doing an interview. I mean, I listened. I asked follow-up questions. Uh, but it is different. It is different. It's to, to actually sit and listen rather than, you know, think about the next thing you're going to say. or You think of something you want to say, and then the conversation leads you another way, so you're not completely... Listening to everything. So, yeah, I understand exactly where you're at. Because as long as I've been doing interviews,
1: I still have those moments where I'm not listening as well as I should. But that's the whole point of an interview. Not to ask questions. It's to get the answers and get the information
3: for everybody else listening. You want Absolutely.
1: Ask, good job. You want to ask good questions to get the information. But you get it. I get it. Thank you. I get it. I'm not going to be able to watch the Shockers tonight because they're on ESPN. U. A channel I do not have. I do not have that channel either. I have ESPN, ESPN Two, and ESPN Plus. That's what I but have. But no, you. No, so you. No shockers for me today. No what shockers for me to do for me on Sunday when they won. And uh, I don't think anybody saw that game, which is unfortunate because they were playing at the same time as the Chiefs. Not good timing there. It was not the exact same start time. Yeah, that's. That's not good. And I commend the people who went out to Charles Koch Arena for that game. You are the true diehards. Absolutely. Or you don't like football or both. So either way, good good job. But Shockers have Tulsa tonight. I am 99.9% sure that's on the road. Uh, And it is. They're in Tulsa. Uh, Tulsa had a good start to the year, playing a bunch of patsies. Haven't been very good in conference play. Uh, but it's still a road game for the Shockers and a team that uh, needs to build some
3: big mo. Big mo. <laughs> Very true. Figuratively hopefully, speaking, of course. Hopefully they can. I mean, this is, it's got to be, it's got to be tough. New coach, a bunch of new players. I mean, it's a difficult situation, but unfortunately now in sports, People don't like to give a lot of time to just, oh, yeah, we'll build, and in three or four years we're going to be good. It just doesn't yeah, especially work when that when way when it's a anymore. new coach
1: because the previous coach was let go, which means the year uh, the before didn't go as well as you hope. So now it's not just one bad year. It's bad years or unsatisfying years or underachieving years that uh, are building up, and people do get impatient, and I get it. So how long do you give – a coach in I that don't situation. Know the answer to that question. I don't either. It used to be three years, or it get you know his first but you recruiting think, class. You
3: think you kind of do. I mean, look at you know. Let's look at Dan Campbell. First year, what was he? Three and thirteen. But isn't that different? And then kind of eight and nine, and then kind of are you know kind of played a little bit better. But he was a new coach first time, and you go three and thirteen. Yeah. There's a good chance a lot of organizations would have said this isn't working. Right, there right? have been, I mean, look yeah, at Frank yeah.
1: Wright, got fired in the middle of his first year. They didn't even wait until no. the end of the season, the Carolina
3: Panthers, to get rid of him. And it happens. So, One year and you're out. So, And that's the problem with, with coaching right now, and not just the pros, but in college. Everybody wants needs it now. Who would want to be a coach in this environment? Well, you know, a big like time the old college saying, coach. you know the old saying, Jeff. Hired to be fired. That's just Oh, I thought you were going to do
1: – what was the big show's statement? I'm rich. Oh, no, he's OR. Old and rich. Old and rich. So, I mean, like Nick Saban, he's old and rich. Uh, he's not coaching anymore, but I bet there were a lot of times where he didn't want to put up with it any longer because I'm sure it's very hard. But at the end of the day, you do get to work with young people and hopefully shape their lives. I know the positives – uh, may outweigh the negatives in a lot of cases. But, man, it's got to be tough.
3: Well, yeah, I've got to, and especially now, you got the NIL you have to deal with, the transfer portal, everybody just transfers to see if there's something better out there, which on one side, I can understand the player side of it, but from a program stance, it's awful, because you, you have no idea if you're going to have a guy there for a year or for four. And how many guys really are going to stick around for four years in a place? Not very often. And, I mean, if you're happy – I
1: you know just stay, but I don't know. Guys get unhappy for any number of different reasons, or they see the uh, the pastures, the grasses are greener perhaps on the other side with a bigger NIL deal or or any other type of benefits they could be getting. So they leave the place where maybe they are even flourishing.
3: Well, you just never know. It's you just you just don't know. I just I, it would be absolutely diff more than difficult to be a coach in college sports right now, as far as I'm concerned. Unless you're a Bill Self or, you know, Nick Saban's gone, I'm obviously. I'm sure it's hard for him. It can't be. It's not It's not like it was. I can guarantee you that. You know, Bill Self probably just needed to pick up the phone to one of the top five recruits in the country and say, hey, you want to come to KU? Pretty much. And, and that was basically all he probably had to do. And not many people
1: leave, and he gets really good transfers. So, yeah, it's probably easier, relatively speaking, for
3: Bill Self and now, than just
1: about everyone else.
3: And now... He may picks up that phone, and they say, well, I want this, or what can you offer for NIL? I got all these other deals. I'll get back to you. I got 12 other places to call. We'll see. That just that never happened 10 years ago. No. It was like, you want me to come to KU? Yes. Okay, I'll be there tomorrow. Done. Right? Right. Build your program around these guys that you're going to have for two, three, four years. And it's crazy. Now cra- you can't. You can't. Like we see a Bobby Pettiford, who
1: played at KU, um, And he goes to East Carolina, of all places. And he's doing pretty well. But you wouldn't look at him and say, that guy, I bet he was at KU. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a pretty big drop-off from KU to East Carolina. Yes. But I bet if he had stayed at KU, he would have gotten a
3: lot better because his coach was Bill Self. Very true. But these kids want to play. And I don't blame them for wanting to play. But it's just to build a program. I've said it on this show a thousand times. It's relatively impossible right now unless you're maybe th- half a dozen schools. It, you just can't because you don't know who you're going to have. Look at K- KUS transfer. I mean, it's it's crazy. Everybody. It's just nuts. It's just it's gotten out of hand as far as I'm concerned. That's a fair opinion. We got to
1: take a break right now. Coming back on the other side, David Robinson the son of Jackie Robinson, who was born 105 years ago today. And obviously the uh, implication uh, for what's going on in our community is there. So uh, a lot of Jackie Robinson talk. Great conversation with David Robinson. Do not miss it. It's up next here on Bob and Jeff.
2: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
0: KFH.
1: Welcome back to Bob and Jeff. We are very happy and honored to be joined on the hotline by the son of the iconic, the great Jackie Robinson. His name is David Robinson. David, how's it going this afternoon?
2: It's going fine Jeff and it's a pleasure to be with you today.
1: Absolutely. This is Jackie's birthday. He uh was born 105 years ago today. How do you and your family honor this day and and reflect on your father?
2: Well, we we uh remember the tremendous impact uh his in, his integration of major league baseball had. On american society black and white uh, we got a chance to see each other working together playing together improving the quality of our lives together improving the quality of baseball together so it's a day that it's a, it's a day to celebrate uh, the strength of unity and integration
1: absolutely you know and there are extenuating circumstances for why We're talking today, which we'll get to later, but it's interesting and amazing because I've also talked today to uh, Carl Erskine, who is uh, 97 years old and an an old teammate for a long time of Jackie's with with the Brooklyn Dodgers, and that's just incredible. I mean, who would have ever thought that opportunity would present itself? And then, of course, the opportunity to talk to you. And in my mind, it goes to all these historical places. How do you put in perspective as someone who – grew up, and that was just dad. Jackie was dad. How do you put in perspective his historical
2: impact? Well, as you say, um, he was father, and uh, the impact we saw uh, was, uh, to a large extent uh, inside the house with his family, with his wife, with his children, and our extended family. and we just enjoyed coming together as a, a family and as an extended family. But it's it, it was the same type of enjoyment. One of, the, one of the fun days of the year for us was Old Timers Day, uh, when we went down to the baseball camps in Florida and all the old timers were down there for the weekend playing together and remembering the days when they were professionals at sport. Um, and it just brought, uh, brought warm memories of what type of success, what type of human development can happen if we decide that um, we're going to work together. Uh, and working together certainly made the Brooklyn Dodgers a better baseball team. And America just became thrilled with the potentials of what we can do together and what Jackie Robinson brought to the game of baseball.
1: Talking with uh, David Robinson, whose father, Jackie Robinson, was born 105 years ago today. So obviously when we're talking about this statue, it's the Jackie Robinson statue here in Wichita. There's a lot of mythology and a lot of mystique and the aura and the spirit. These are all words that kind of get thrown around when you're talking about a, a statue, maybe of anybody, but especially Jackie Robinson. So in what ways... Do you think the man, Jackie Robinson, was different from the myth and the mystique and the aura? And in what ways does he live up to all of that?
2: Well, you know, it, 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 he was a man of, uh, of quiet temperament. Uh, he was very gentle with his family. Um, he was not a swimmer nor was he a fisherman but to be with his sons we were out on the uh, the long island sound fishing uh, deep sea fishing he and i were up in canada in a huge lake in a very little rowboat but that was you know that was the man who wanted to be father um who extended himself to be with his children um you know the myth of the the the, the or the the, the fiery uh, competitor. You can see that, and it amazes me to this day, Jeff. To, I, I I've I've looked at the distance between third base and home plate, and said, "How is it that a man can consider stealing home?" <laughs> uh, but, and it's so it, it's a remarkable tribute uh, to one of the things that he brought to the game of baseball, which was greater daring and greater success at his daring as a base runner. Um, so he was a bold man, a courageous man, but an, a, a a simple and quiet father who really wanted to work with his children uh, to make a better life for them and to give an example to uh american children across the nation uh, as to what a family could be and what a team could be together
1: for sure so i this this is probably a story that's just out there and i probably missed it but when did jack become jackie
2: you know that's a very that's a, uh, an interesting point you know uh as a man becomes uh as you say an icon a legend a familiar figure a figure that you you know feel that you can put your arm around if you have the honor to meet him anywhere in in the, in the streets or in America and it you go from uh, the more formal to the more informal and so i think you're talking you know well after 1947 but you're talking that in the 1950s when 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 Jackie uh, Robinson became a household name uh, became a figure of success and people wanted to identify with him with the warmest name warmest component of the name and they chose uh, Jackie and I would say, you know, that was as his career developed. And they begin to began to own him as their own.
1: David Robinson, our guest, honored to be joined by the son of the late great Jackie Robinson, born on this day. So you are you're born about five years after Jackie became a major league player. How much That's... how much of, of his career do you remember? I imagine there you know seeing it on film in a lot of ways helps you maybe remember. And what were those following 15 years or so like or 20 years? I guess 5 years after he played and then 15 more years with him like.
2: Yeah. Yeah, like I said the, the the baseball element was the old timers day. Uh the father element was at home uh with him as a father and and within our extended family of relatives who would come together christmas thanksgiving easter and and uh and, and all summer long uh, on our property in stanford connecticut um but during those years and the years that i knew him as father it was uh, as an advocate an advocate for social development Uh, When our churches were bombed in the South, he was there to raise money to rebuild those churches. When we wanted to talk about economic development, he was there in Harlem starting a bank uh, to be a a lending agent to to businesses. Um, And just a constant spokesman uh, joining political parties in terms of trying to make the political system better for the American society um so it was an advocate uh, for social development uh, equality in america advancement for the african american community that's the way he lived his life and that's what he pressed in his sport that he loved of baseball to see that baseball began to expand its 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 uh agreement towards inclusion, so that we didn't just have baseball players on the field, but we had um, a diverse population in the back offices of baseball, and that baseball became a, a more and more inclusive sport.
1: What did he, and you know, we're working still toward a time where we acknowledge everyone's uniqueness, their backgrounds, their heritages, Uh, and everything like that and still you know come to just accept them regardless I mean that may that's a problem that may never be solved but what did your father teach you about race and what it meant uh, in his life and how maybe ultimately uh, when you were young how you might have to encounter problems such as those
2: yeah you know um, I think Uh, Jackie Robinson and his generation, both black and white, exposed the myths uh, of ignorance that together there was some kind of damage that would be made to any particular group or to society that that integration was going to be a negative as opposed to the tremendous positive that it uh, that it was in terms of People uh, being able to learn and work with and benefit from each other. Um, and um, all of my life, I, I, I live in uh, Tanzania, East Africa. Wow. I'm a coffee farmer, and I work with a cooperative of small-scale family-owned farmers who also want to be part of the global coffee economy. Which is the same as the African Americans wanting to be part of the national sport of baseball. And as farmers uh, integrate themselves into the global economy, bring more money home to their farming communities, we see it in America as well. Um, when you when you when you benefit the little guy in terms of economic development, the whole society, is, is benefited and prospers by families being stronger, communities being able to invest in health and education and housing. And these are the things that, that, that can bring us all, make us all feel better about working together because we can see the success of working together, living together, and having a better life together. And that's, I think, the, the, the message of Jackie Robinson, the message of the Dodgers, and what, what baseball showed to America and the world, that together we truly are stronger.
1: I love that. Thank you. And, you know, one of the great uh, miracles of, of Jackie's life is that uh, it lives on through you, and especially his, his wife, uh, Rachel, who is 101 years old and we continue to get Jackie's light through her through you through the rest of your family. How how is your mother doing?
2: She's doing she's doing great. 101 years old. But Jeff, I tell you, you know Jackie Robinson continues with the 42 Youth Baseball League.
1: Yes. You know,
2: it it really uh it it's 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 America has embraced a a more positive and better human uh, 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 value system and it's it it was exemplified by Jackie Robinson and the Dodgers in baseball but uh, whenever you have youth leagues or community organizations or statues that represent that that uh, that type of integrity, the, the that strength of the individual Jackie Robinson is being carried on and will be continue to be carried on because, you know, the people are growing even today, you know, all these years later uh, in recognition of Jackie Robinson and his importance to society and, and the qualities that we should integrate into our own lives to make our lives, our family's lives, better um, based on uh, what Jackie Robinson taught us.
1: Absolutely. Final moments here with, with David Robinson, the son of Jackie Robinson. So we'll get to what uh, I brought up early, the, the statue itself here in Wichita. I know it uh, the, the design and everything went through your family, and it was signed off on. Obviously a point of pride here in Wichita. We love having him represented here and through League 42 – So tell us about uh, what that statue meant to your family uh, and and when you heard about uh, what what its fate was.
2: Well, Jeff, again, it it, it represented a community in in, in embracing the, the message and the values of Jackie Robinson. And part of that message and values was to stand tall, to stand with courage, and and I think uh, when we heard about uh, the theft uh, of of the statue, it you know we saw it as an unfortunate event. But the way Wichita responded was really exemplifying what we all learned about Jackie Robinson, which was to, to not lower your head, to not quit. Uh, and so I I, uh, I send my heart felt congratulations to Wichita for the strength in which they responded um, to that theft uh, with, the, with the raising of funds and the intent to immediately rebuild. And um, I'm thankful that no one was hurt physically in the incident. And I hope the perpetrators uh, get the help that they need. The courts will exercise uh, their input but these are people who are troubled mentally, and um, these troubles are are not exclusive to that. Those particular thieves. We it, it's 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 work that we all need to do to try to find the right direction in our lives. And and the youth forty the, the youth forty two league uh, in Wichita can be one of the institutions, and the way the community responded in in Wichita and across the nation is an example that we're not giving up uh, and that we're moving straight ahead, and that's a resilience that you can't be beat, that can't be beat, and, and statues can be replaced.
1: And truly inspiring stuff. Thank you so much for sharing some of yourself, uh, your time, your story, your family story, and uh, the memory of, of your father, Jackie Robinson. Uh, could not be more honored or proud and uh, really appreciative. Thank you so much, David.
2: Well, thank you to you and, and, and your family. I know which story you've done a great job, and it's, it, it has a great meaning on our youth and our future.
1: Absolutely. Thanks, David.
2: All right. Thank you now. Pretty amazing stuff right there. Yeah, pretty
3: good. Pretty good. That was, uh, that was enlightening. I enjoyed that. Me too. Welcome back. Bob and Jeff,
1: final segment of the show. This is an interview I recorded earlier at Channel 12. This is Carl Erskine, a pitcher for the Los Angeles or the Brooklyn Dodgers in the 1940s and 50s who played with Jackie Robinson. Yeah, so obviously I want to talk to you today about Jackie and I I live here where the statue was stolen. It's also personal to me because uh my dad is the is the executive director of of the nonprofit baseball league who helped build the statue and and obviously you played with him for a long time. So today's his birthday. I know you've heard about the the statue. Have you been reflecting on on Jackie a lot over the last few days? Well, yes, I
0: have, man with Jackie uh nine or nine or possibly ten seasons we're good friends and uh, he's a he's a very high class person of course everybody knows he's a great athlete but he was he was a genuine well-educated and uh, a very genuine friend of mine
1: Absolutely, I think you guys broke into the Dodgers organization in the same year, 1946. He was in the, he was in the minor leagues. You were at a different uh, minor league stop. So, what was the the talk around the Dodgers organization when he became part of the organization? I'm sure there were a lot of conversations. How did how did those go with your teammates? Well, we there
0: was never any friction or. guys all respected him and of course it went both ways and um we never had a problem with that and jackie was a class person well educated and um of course everybody recognized right away i'm glad he's on our side
1: yeah so you know you you were about eight years younger than him. Was he someone you looked up to just because, you know, he'd he'd had experience obviously playing in, in the Negro Leagues. And like I said, what did you look up to him in a way?
0: Well, I didn't have a problem either way because I grew up in a, a town of Anderson, Indiana. And my best buddy was a black athlete who was an all-state athlete named Johnny Wilson. And I'd had that experience, and it was no problem for me at all with Jackie. So we we were we hit it off uh, very well, and uh, of course I respected him a lot. And the the race thing never entered our you uh, know in our experience. We, it,
1: it was just he was a teammate, and that was it. Yeah. Why do you think that is? Why do you think the the race thing? Because, you know, obviously baseball to that point had not had a black player. Why were were the Dodgers, or most of the Dodgers seemingly, able to kind of overlook that?
0: Well, we were glad he was on our side. (laughs) (laughs) He was a a very exciting player to watch or to be a teammate with. So uh, there was no friction of any kind on our side and he was a uh, aggressive and a uh, very exciting base runner so uh, we were happy he was
1: on our team yeah absolutely and and you know he was a Dodger in 47 you were a Dodger beginning in in 1948. Do you feel like things had calmed down around the league? Maybe some of the opponents, maybe some of the the outcry over him playing was that still there, or yeah, or it that it had? There, yeah. Yes, you're right. It was still there, and
0: uh, it lingered for a while. But uh, he was such an outstanding player uh, that soon went away, and, uh, and he gained the respect. Other, other players.
1: Were you able to look at him? I mean, I imagine the answer is yes, because like you said, he's, he's, he's on your side. But were you able to look at him less as a cultural figure and more of a teammate? Did you even consider him a cultural figure? Were you able to grasp the importance of that moment at the time?
0: Well, I'd had a pre-experience that made everything okay for me with him. I grew up uh, and had a close friend, Johnny Wilson was his name, was a star athlete in Indiana. And he and I grew up in the same neighborhood. And so I'd had that experience already. So it was no problem with me and Jackie at all.
1: Absolutely. So, like you said, you played with Jackie for a long time. I want to know what kind of person he was, who was the guy you were able to get to know, and what kind of interesting things did you learn about him along, along the way and in those years? Well, I think Jackie exactly understood what his
0: role was. And, he was, of course, he was an intelligent person. He, uh, he understood things uh, in, a, in depth. So he was very well aware of what he represented. And he felt, I think he felt a, a calling almost, you might say, to stamp the, the right kind of image uh, being the first black player. Of course, he was an outstanding athlete, number one. Secondly, he, well, he was a uh, person of character. Uh, things meant... Uh, something to mean it, it wasn't just a ho-hum experience. So he knew and he expressed it as well that he was kind of breaking a barrier and he wanted to do it in the right way. Uh, he, he was a good class person.
1: Absolutely, no question. He, was the Dodgers the perfect organization for that uh, what what do you think uh, overall made the Dodgers organization from top to bottom as as welcoming as they were?
0: Well, I think it reflected uh, the owner itself
1: Branch Rickey. Yeah, Mr. Rickey was a very uh, uh, a very kind individual. Uh, uh, he professed his
0: Christian faith in the right way, uh, and he was. Uh, he was a very smart owner. He was very uh, tuned in for baseball. He he had a baseball mind.
1: Yeah, and you threw a couple no-hitters at, at Ebbets Field, which is just incredible. Um, and I know, Jackie, you said he saved one of those. Can you tell me that story? Well, he was playing third base, and um,
0: there was a ball hit hard. Willie Mays hit us. Heard a shot to his left. Now, one thing about Jagging, he was quick. Now, fast is one thing, but quick is something else. He moved and his reflexes were so good. Uh, Mays hit a ball hard to his left and his instincts kicked in. He made a beautiful pickup, made it turn it into an easy out. Uh, That was his. Forte really. He was quick on his feet, quick hands, and uh, a very exciting base runner. Yes, he was an exciting player.
1: I'm I'm just curious because that is amazing. I'm a big baseball fan. Um I've I follow the history, and to be speaking to someone who says, "Well, Willie Mays hit a ball and Jackie Robinson fielded it." That's incredible to me. I mean, I can't even imagine. Uh, and you experienced that. What What does that feel like to be a part of that level of history?
0: Well, I always uh, recognized the fact that it was quite a, a rare privilege to be playing at that level. And so I had an admiration for the status of being a major league player. Uh, I always felt like that was a badge of honor I think it is. I still feel that way.
1: Yeah, as you should. Um, And when did you hear about the the theft of the statue?
0: Well, where I'm at, in a retirement village, uh, the word came down, and I didn't really get to read the news coverage of it for a day or two after it actually happened. So I I finally was kind of people to understand it.
1: Yeah, what goes through your mind when when something like that happens because here, you know, we didn't know Jackie. Um uh, but we want to honor him and 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 celebrate him and celebrate his spirit, but you knew him. So how personal was that for you? What did that feel like for you when you when you heard that news?
0: Well, it just turned out Jackie and I besides being teammates, uh, we became very close friends had grown up in a mixed neighborhood in Anderson, Indiana and one of my close buddies was a a black young man named Johnny Wilson. He was a star athlete in Indiana and it was sort of a forerunner for my experience with Jackie. It was interesting it happened that way. But uh, I always respected Jackie a lot. He was a very intelligent person. Actually, in those days, about too many of us College experience Jackie had been to college and uh, so he was he was a very intelligent person and very driven he was very committed to what he was I guess he felt like he was trying to prove something but uh, he was, he had an intense uh, Duke Snyder was my roommate and uh, he told me one day he says Carl. You know, you want to see a game face? There was always a term in in sports that when a guy was really locked into this situation, his competitiveness was coming through really strong. They said he had a game face, and he was there for business to get it done and get it done right. That's exactly the way Jackie was no nonsense about him and his commitment to uh, his playing. Day. And of course, he was a superstar. Anyway, And uh, there's a difference between being fast and being quick. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I mentioned that before, but Jackie had this uh, these instincts. Uh, he almost made the move before he needed to because he, he had such a good feel for his position. So uh, yes, he was very quick, but uh, it, it was—it was just his nature; it just came natural
1: for him. Yeah. I just had uh, one more question. I really appreciate you doing this, by the way. But, you know, you, I think, stopped playing in, in after 57, if I have that right. He was done, I think, maybe a year or two earlier. Did you keep up with him? Did you stay in touch over those about 15 years before he passed away? And, and if not, I, I'm sure that you admired uh, the work he was doing from afar as far as the civil rights movement went.
0: What I have already mentioned this. I'm not sure I remember right, but I had a close friend, a black young man named Johnny Wilson in my neighborhood. Yeah. And he was a superstar in Indiana. In fact, he was Mr. Basketball uh, in Indiana. So I had that experience to lean on, and it was a valuable thing for me to have that experience with Jackie. Uh, and uh, so that uh, it was kind of like a forerunner. I was. I've kind of prepared for
1: it absolutely well carl i i really appreciate it uh i appreciate your time so much it was a, like i said it's an honor to speak to you uh, a brooklyn dodger uh just amazing so thank you so much
0: well i'm always pleased to recall those good days and those teammates of mine it was quite an
1: experience absolutely have a wonderful day carl thank you so much same to you and your family all bye right bye. thank you bye